Hello and welcome back to Inside the USFL, a podcast giving you an inside look at the USFL from someone on the inside to my right center or offensive lineman for the uh, Birmingham Staley. It's uh, Jordan McRae. How is it going? Just finished the regular season. You guys are the overall number one seed heading into the playoffs. Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, just during this off day, uh, getting ready for another was going to be a great game versus New Orleans and uh, studying a little film, relaxing with the guys and just uh, taking advantage of every moment we have, you know? Yeah, it's unique in that, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when you played New Orleans, but uh, third time you guys are playing them this season. So when mm-hmm. you're going into a week where obviously it's a bigger week, uh, you're still trying to go one and oh, but I mean, the stakes are higher. How much are you looking at your past games against New Orleans versus like how other teams have played New Orleans? Uh, we're looking a lot into the, how we played them in the past and the mistakes that we made in those, in those games and how we can capitalize on them going into the next game this, uh, this, this coming weekend. And also just um, relatively closer games, like what they've done more recently in the past and see if mm-hmm. they've changed any of their schemes or anything that they're doing differently from those games to our games. But um Seeing how we can, you know, make a make more, be more efficient offensively uh, than those first two games is really what we're focusing on. So we'll look at a lot of the first two games also. And I think this past week, uh, we should say, you know, week ten, final week of the season, you guys did bounce back from your loss. You beat Tampa Bay, which is, you know, they're not a playoff team, but they're a very, very good football team. Obviously, mm-hmm. their defensive line gave you fits the first time you played them. Uh, you guys definitely handled them better the second time around. Um, I don't even remember. Oh, the, the offense was definitely more efficient this time, I would say. And it was yeah. interesting because, you know, Jamar got turf in his eye. So he went to the sideline and just stayed there. Whether mm-hmm. it's just, you know, Alex came in, was playing well. Obviously, he hasn't had as many snaps as he hoped he would get this season. Yeah. Uh, how much is... Alex's like legs, his ability to scramble and extend plays. How much do you think that really jump started the offense this week? Uh, it definitely did. Alex has a little bit more dimension when it comes to running the ball, and um, and I think I think that helped us out a lot on the offense, just moving the pocket a little bit and just uh, with some of the zone read stuff. But um, both of them are equally effective at at both things. One does one thing better, one does the other better, and we uh, we know that as long as we have both either one of those guys in the game that. We, uh, we have a chance to win. So uh, that just makes our job a little bit easier, but also wants to make sure that we're doing our part and make sure that we, those guys can function well. Coach Holt said before the game that his plan was to go into the depth a little bit, what little depth there is in the USFL, obviously, mm-hmm. because the roster size. Uh, he was going to play some uh, lower-tier guys, some um, – you know, second string guys to manage snaps going into the playoffs. So what was the strategy or just the word around the team going into the game? Like was the plan to get Alex a lot more uh, snaps? Was the plan to get some of these receivers some breaks? Or was it truly like coaches told you guys everything's the same then, you know, they were going to change things during the game? Yeah, so when when it comes to personnel and stuff like that, we really don't have that much of a input or idea of what's going on. So, um, and with the limited roster, um, we knew we knew guys were going to play. Um, whenever Alex is healthy to play, we want to give him some snaps too because he's deserving and been a great teammate and a good player also. Um, so we knew he was going to play a little bit. 
Um, as far as how much, didn't really know. And then um, when he came in and doing so well and then just not wanting Jamar to get back out there and um, make sure that he's ready to go for this coming week, uh, we just rolled with what we rolled with, you know? Does, this is going to sound random, but does Alex sweat? Like, it, it was 120 degrees on the turf. <laughs> it doesn't look – and he's running around everywhere. It doesn't look uh, like he sweats. I don't get it. Um, I mean, I, was now that you think, I, I never thought about it, but now that you think about it, he, he, he definitely does look like he's the only one playing in AC out there. So, um, yeah, probably does a little bit, but just very, very little. I get he has the hair, but he takes his helmet off. That's dry. It looks perfect. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, whatever. I gotta ask him that uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Let me know. Uh, Talking about the heat, though, it was, you know, they measured the temperature, air temperature is 90 degrees, something mm-hmm. around there. On the turf, is about 120. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've coached in leagues that play during the summer. Same thing. I get it. Uh, how does that change what you guys are doing, and not just during the game, but in preparation? How much are you really, like, feeding fluids throughout the week, uh, really just trying to make sure you're not cramping up during the game? Yeah, no, we're making sure that we're staying hydrated throughout the week. Uh, we got gator lights, uh, these little quick shots that are supposed to give you a lot of electrolytes. Uh, been shoveling them th- those down all week. And before the game, halftime and after the game, make sure if guys that are heavy sweaters or big salt sweaters, making sure that they have IVs. So uh, just trying to stay prepared as much as you can through, during the week. Because if you do it Friday for a Saturday game, it's too late. It's probably – you're probably going to cramp up. It's, it's, it's not going to be a good deal. So – just trying to make sure you stay on top of it throughout the week. So Saturday comes and it's, you can be in as good a shape as you can be. Yeah. I mean, at some point the heat sort of just takes over, but mm-hmm. just watching, I don't, I don't remember the camera flashing to anybody with cramp issues. So we had a couple of guys on the line cramp, um, but just next man up mentality guys went in got, and uh, we just kept moving the ball how we did and, uh, it's a testament to those guys, and um, but for the most part, we were pretty okay. Yeah, there's only so much you can do, only so much pickle juice you can drink yeah. down on the sideline. I'm not sure if you guys got like the gallon jars of those. That's what we did. Yeah, we got we got those in the locker room and pickles and all that kind of stuff. So, guys, every every preventative measure you can take, we we make sure we take. But uh, sometimes it's just not enough. No, yeah, especially when it's 120. Uh, that's the cost of playing football in the summer. Yeah. Uh, the flip side is negative whatever in Lambeau during December and January, which also isn't good. Yeah, that, that that, that's, uh, that, that's tough. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I would rather be in the heat guy than in the freezing cold, to be quite honest. Okay. I I don't know. That would be good for you. <laughs> yeah, that's cause that's why you're from Florida and I'm from Wisconsin. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, the big takeaway from the game and – uh, at least on the offensive line point of view, I think you guys blocked well, handled it, you know, as good as you could have. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was talked about obviously the snap issues. You had some inconsistencies with your snaps, yeah. And then fourth quarter, I believe, is when you made the switch over to right guard. Yeah. Uh, can you take us through what's going on mentally? Is it something physically? What's the issues there? It's just me not finishing through with my snap. You know, I'm trying to make sure I get to blocks a little bit too fast, but I got to make sure that I take control of what I need to take control first, and that is getting the ball to the quarterback and then getting started. So just a little bit of laughs with that, and um, the heat, 
um, gets hands sweaty and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's, there's no excuse. I, I got to do my job better. And then um, we made the change, and Cam is a great offensive lineman, great center, great guard as well. So both of us are interchangeable in those spots. So it was like, let's just make the move so we can make sure we get this victory and uh, get on the next week with the, with the W, heading in the right direction towards Canton. Yeah, I mean, that's a testament to both of you as football players in terms of you make the switch in game. You guys really didn't miss a beat. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys continue to play and uh, blocked well mentally then you know you move over you shift over to guard obviously you played guard a lot throughout your career mm-hmm. uh, what is it that you're doing differently in terms of uh you know formation in terms of like steps like what is it that you're doing differently when you have to make that slide over the only thing different i would say is just um play, playing with playing in a little bit more space you know the whole game that we were playing against a mostly a, a, a 50 front. So a guy's right on my head to where a guy is over essentially over the tackle now. So just being able to play in a little bit more space, uh, taking the correct steps to do so. And um, I like to look at playing center for me, at least as, as soon as the ball's out of my hand, I'm a guard again. So um, it's not that big of a difference for me. And uh, me and Cam are, are, are both always, you know, reading defense, making sure that we're on the right page. So it's really just, me doing it from the right guard position and him doing it from the center position as as opposed to uh, to the right, vice versa beforehand. So in my opinion, it's not that big of a difference. Why? And for Cam, it isn't either. That's why it was such a seamless change. And speaking of playing in space, I think it was the last drive or a couple drives, you guys really wind out your line splits. Mm-hmm. And for running the ball, I would assume, to create those natural lanes. But yeah. uh, can you speak to that? Is that the reason was for that? Or oh, yeah, why no, you guys wind out? That was a part of the game plan, just a little wrinkle we wanted to throw throw at them, see if they're going to still line up on us or line up, you know, by the spacing. And um, got a good 13-yard gain out of it once and then um, and really only ran it twice in the game. So we, two plays, we were good on one, um, threw the ball out on the next one. So just something that we were practicing a little bit and then um, decided to use during that last drive. So then, obviously, you're practicing this week. You're going up to Canton, where the playoffs are on Thursday, uh, game Saturday, going up there Thursday. Is the plan for you to just continue to do uh, mental and physical reps, snapping the ball and seeing where you are once you're up there? Or is the plan you're going to be the center, or are you going to shift over to guard for the playoff game? Oh, no, the, the plan is uh, for during the week, me and Cam get the same amount of reps at guard and at center, so that's probably what helps it out a little bit. But uh, we're going to keep things the same. And, um, you know, I'll make sure I get my snaps right and, and Cam will do the same. And we'll, we'll whatever, wherever we end up is is going to be the same, same exact thing. So we're just making sure that we're ready for either or. You, you've been doing equal snaps at center and guard until yeah, now? We, or go- okay. Yeah, you no, know, no, like from the beginning of the season. So because uh, Cam, Cam, Cam is, the, is the next center. If something happens to me, I'm the next guard. If something happens to him, so vice versa. So. It's really been something that we've been doing in practice throughout the whole year. Okay, that definitely works out then. And mm-hmm. obviously it proved to be yeah. a useful last game and worked out. Um, like I said, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC, you guys are playing the New Orleans Breakers for the third time this season. You're in Canton, Ohio, playoff game. Uh, winner goes to the championship game the week after. Uh, it's going to be a big one. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys? Are you preparing any differently because of the travel schedule? 
Uh, not too much. The only thing different is the, uh, the change in the practice time, and that's really just because of the heat. But uh, we're going to be taking the same regular uh, work week that we would be in any any week going going forward. Uh, same preparation, just making sure that we were all on our P's and Q's so we could uh, put out a good performance uh, come Saturday. Is there any difficulty? Because obviously you came to Birmingham, lived in a hotel, moved out to the house. Now you're going to Canton, going back to the hotel. Uh, is there any difficulty with that in terms of living situations, or is it just you know it's only uh, for us? It's not too bad because um, we got we have our apartments until the middle of July. So even after the championship game, we'll have time to come back, get our stuff together, and leave. But for the guy that stayed in the hotel, um, you have to be out of the hotel by Thursday. Um, we're allowed uh, our our physical our not physical, but like our equipment bag with all our pads, cleats, all that good stuff. And then one carry-on bag with all the stuff that we'll need for the 10 days while we're in Canton. And then um, they'll have a storage in the hotel for us when we get back. Uh, guys will be given the hotel for two or three days once they get back, and then we'll be on our way after exit physicals and all that good stuff. Is the plan in Canton or in Cleveland where you guys are? Are you shutting down the hotel there essentially in the same way where you have the training room set up and stuff like that? Um, I would assume so. We haven't been given that much information on that yet, so I'm I'm not really okay. sure yet. Uh, sounds good. I mean, ho- hopefully, and you know, Cleveland's short drive from Canton that shouldn't be too bad. Should be yeah. a good game. Uh, both of the games on Saturday. You guys are the second one. Uh, which is good. Hopefully it cools off at night a little bit. I think yeah. that would be a good thing. Contra Distinguish on Reddit wants to know, uh, do you think it's in the best interest of the USFL if going forward they focused on cities that are not used for NFL teams as opposed to sticking to the more traditional routes? Like if you go into each team, you know, plays their own home games in their cities, do you think it would mm-hmm. be better if they have uh, you know, NFL cities, or do you think it would be better if it's more like Birmingham where there's not the NFL team there? Um, I think, I think you can make a case for both of them, honestly. Well, I know the city of Birmingham loves the Stallions. Uh, everywhere we go, like when we have our office line dinners, when we're out in public, um, people tell us how much, how excited they are about the USFL being here. So being, uh, I guess, the big fish in a small pond, for lack of a better term, is, I think, a good idea. But um, seeing as we're not in the same season as the NFL, football in any city, um, as long as it's a good brand, which the USFL has been, I think it's a good idea. So you can make a case for both. Um, I do like uh, how Birmingham is, though, like we're the only thing here and, and people can really rally around us and stuff like that. So, Yeah, I think you saw that with the XFL a little bit, too, obviously. Uh, it's a different situation in St. Louis because they had a football team. It was taken away, and then the Battle Hawks yeah. came in. But like that atmosphere was electric um, versus, again, completely different situation. But the L.A. market, it's tough to compete with L.A. So, yeah, I mean, so much going on. It's so much going on in L.A. <laughs> yes, yes, there two is. Sports, two but, yeah. NFL teams, two basketball teams. Yeah, so it's Everything it's, else, yeah. Yeah, everything else is tough. It's tough. That would be tough. Um, this was something that popped into my mind because they were advertising the, 
a Maulers versus Panthers game as, you know, the loser gets the first pick in every single round next year for the draft. Mm-hmm. So does that mean, do you have multi-year deals with, like, is your contract with the Stallions for next year as well? Or how does that work? It's a one-year deal with a team option. Okay. So if the team wants you back, then then you'll, you'll be back. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I so. mean... I mean, I didn't, so, I didn't realize that until a couple of days ago either. <laughs> That's good to know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why they let you know about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, is your – so how, looking back, obviously, we played 10 weeks now. Uh, the regular season's done for the USFL. And the, there's a big difference that you guys finished the regular season, which is different than the XFL, AAF. Yeah. But how is the USFL, other than that, felt different at all from those other two startup football leagues? Um, I think the difference is, is is maybe just a little bit more organization, but I think a lot of that plays into the part that every every single team is in one area. Um, you know, when one team has a problem, it's not something that has to go around the country to get fixed. It's literally fixing the hub, uh, gets everything cleaned up, and then everybody's good to go. And uh, so I'll say organization, from the organization standpoint, it's just been a little bit better. But uh, competition-wise, I mean, a lot of the guy, these guys have played in both of those leagues and gotten better from those leagues, and then a lot of young talent has come in as well. So competition, I feel like, is, is just as good as, you know, any other league. But um, I'll say the organization was was what was a little bit different. And, I mean, to the USFL's credit, I think there's a good staff and everything, front office, everything in place. They've been doing a good job, but it's also learning from past mistakes, stuff like that. Uh, so it's good to see that each league is getting better and progressing forward more. Obviously, XFL had COVID issues. That's a right. completely different thing that was out of mm-hmm. their control. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's cool to see a league that is getting views, is getting you know eyes on it. Uh, competing when there's not NFL. And yeah, yeah like, all I want is football year round, and now we're getting it. So that's cool. exactly. Um, so another unique thing about the USFL this year, and I just want to know if there's been any presence or talk about it. You guys did form a players union. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be some players involved, some players not involved. In terms of for you, has that been like a presence there or has it been pretty much players are playing and not worrying too much about that stuff yet not worrying too much about that stuff yet because it's when we're so new it's not really a lot to worry about um we're just trying to make sure that the season one the season gets finished and and we're well on track to that and then um all the other stuff we'll you know we'll handle once the season is over and and start to delve in that but right now a lot of guys are just focusing on playing and that being the the main focus right now that makes sense. Uh, Toasters from Reddit wants to know if you have a favorite locker room or just overall team me- uh, memory from this past season. Um, well, probably, probably like one of the funny things that that we've been doing on the team is uh is something that I started after probably the second or third week is just uh, calling ourselves we're adding up the bonuses we get every week. And then that being like our, like after we won two games, we were the 1700 boys. 
And then uh, the week after that is is the is the what is it, twenty five fifty, and just keep adding and adding and adding it. And and we were trying to get to eighty five hundred in the week in the <laughs> in the regular season, but uh, we felt a little bit short. So we're just adding that and gelling with the guys and like that, making making light of a a pretty pretty funny situation that we we've, we've been uh been fortunate to be on the right side of. So yeah, I. I- I mean, if you guys are calling yourself that when you're out with like the gamblers, you know, going yeah, bowling, yeah, whatever, yeah. It, that's it, that's more fun to call yourself that then. It, it, it is funny because uh, uh, a couple of the gamblers, so we we all stay in an apartment about 15 minutes away from the hotel, and a couple of them live literally in the building next to me. So after we won the first game, it's like uh, you stole my 850. I'm gonna get it back and. Every time I would see him before that, I'd be like, uh, "Yeah, I, I, I need that A fifty back again." But as soon as we lost the game uh, two weeks ago, uh, Reggie Northup came up to me, and uh, we've been friends for a good a good amount of time. And said, uh, "I'm gonna need my A fifty on Friday," and I was like, "You know what? I've been talking shit to you all year. You, you got it, bro. I, I'm not even gonna say nothing." <laughs> <laughs> At that point, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then last question just from me, unless you have anything else you want to talk about, obviously they've had the United by football sort of documentary thing going on during the entire season. How much presence has there been for that? Do you think that's been a distraction from the players at all or not really? I don't think it's been that much of a distraction because, uh, where they're arguing me like the behind the scenes, it has been pretty discreet. Like it's not like cameras every single place. Like they notify you beforehand. Hey, this is where we want you to be at. There's probably going to be some cameras here and things of that nature. So it hasn't been that distracting. Like, it's not like as soon as you walk into the building, there's 20,000 cameras just waiting to hear every single conversation you're having. So it's been discreet, but giving you a uh, like a inside look at it, too. So I think I think that's been a good thing, to be honest. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Anytime you get to look inside the locker room, inside a team, any type of professional team, I think it's eye-opening for a lot of people and it's good that players especially football players who are hidden behind a helmet all the mm. time uh they have personalities and they're human yeah so i think it's a good thing i think it is too I, I enjoyed it absolutely anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here um no not really uh you guys make sure you tune in uh, at eight eastern to to watch us uh, play the New Orleans Breakers and hopefully get this berth into the into this championship game. Um, it's going to be a good one, and that, that's about it. Yeah, a lot of good players in that game. Uh, on NBC Saturday night, New Orleans Breakers, Birmingham Stallions. Uh, it's been two good games so far. <laughs> For better or worse, Stallions are going to make it close and interesting, I think. <laughs> so definitely watch it. It's going to be yeah. good. It's going to be good football. Uh, I'm Zach Bruner. Jordan, again, thanks for uh, doing the podcast all season long, and hopefully we have a few more weeks of this as you progress to the championship game. Hopefully so, man. Appreciate you having me on, too.